This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petri Wine brings you... Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce in the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell about another exciting adventure he shared with his old friend, that master detective, Sherlock Holmes. And say, I want to ask you if you've sent in for that little present we've got for you. You know, that swell recipe calendar? It's free, of course, and it's really something. It's a two-year calendar for 1945 and 46, and it's beautifully done in full color. But the best part of it is that it's jammed with recipes and ideas for cooking with Petri wine. Send for your free recipe calendar tonight. Just send your name and address to Petri Wine. P-E-T-R-I, Petri Wine, San Francisco 26, California. San Francisco 26, California. The requests for this swell calendar have been coming in so fast that you better hurry up and get yours before we get snowed under. Write tonight, and we'll send you your free recipe calendar at once. <laughs> Now for our weekly visit with the good Dr. Watson. Let's see if he's waiting for us. Good evening, Mr. Thorpe. Oh, good evening, Doctor. Playing the phonograph, I see. Yes, my boy. And that particular melody has some very potent memories for me. Here, I'll, I'll turn the thing off. You haven't come here to listen to a most sonata. You want to... Sorry, don't you, young fellow lad? That's right, Doctor. Well, let's sit down. Uh, All right. That's better. Now I'll, now I'll tell you what. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Began in Vienna in 1889, many, many years before the insane house painter named Schickelgruber had converted that gay city into a place of fear and oppression. And uh, what were you and Sherlock Holmes doing there, Doctor? Just... Uh, taking a trip? Mr. Foreman, in those early days of our association, we didn't have the time or the money for just uh, for taking trips. No, no, no. We were in Vienna because Holmes had been engaged in certain highly important investigations. We were staying in a charming little pension inhabited by students and musicians. And on the night the story began, we'd finished dinner and had returned to our room. I was busy making some notes on the investigation we'd just concluded. And Holmes was scraping away at his beloved violin. Found it. What's wrong? Why can't I get it? Oh, it sounds, sounds pretty to me. Pretty, really, old chap. Ah. Mm-hmm. I'm on a turn. Mm-hmm. A heavy fingered one at that. Listen to this. Uh, sounds like a fiddler at an Irish wake. Take it easy, Holmes. Take it easy. There's no need to fling the violin down like that. What's no, chap? Why, with all your other excellent qualities, are you not a pianist? What's the piano got to do with it? In this case, everything. There's a piano in this room, and if you could play it, the most that sonata I'm struggling with might have some meaning. Come in. Oh, good evening, Fraulein. You wish to see me? You are Herr Sherlock Holmes. That is my name. Then I wish to see you. I'm Leo Uhlenstein. I live here in this pension. How do you do? Uh, this is my friend, Dr. Watson. How do you do, Herr Doctor? Oh, glad to meet you, my dear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fräulein Ullenstein, 
may I pay my tribute to the brilliance of your piano playing? You have the exact precision of phrasing that Mozart demands. How do you know, Arthur? Both Dr. Watson and I were present at the command performance you gave at the Imperial Court a fortnight ago. Hey, curious. I knew I'd seen you somewhere before. <laughs> uh, my friend was just expressing the need of a pianist as you walked in, young lady. Perhaps the... Oh, I'm sorry. You... I do not play with amateurs. Amateurs were really... Well, I do not amateurs. mean to be rude. It's just that my life is dedicated to my professional oh, career. I quite understand, Fraulein. Oh, and now please tell me, uh, what can I do to help you? I must presume you'll come to see me in my professional capacity. Yavon, that is correct, Herr Holmes. Though I realize to a great detective like you, my problem must seem quite trivial. I... I'm being blackmailed by a man in this pension. He is Shandor Arpadi, a Hungarian painter who lives in the studio upstairs. Shandor Arpadi? Yes, I think I've heard of him. Since two months now, ever since he know my secret, he's come to me for money and... Today he tell me he must have 250 gulden, or he will go to the police. I have not that much money. Herr Holmes, please to tell me what I shall do. Just what hold does he have over you? My brother, Carl, he got into some trouble here, and the police were looking for him, but he ran away to München. As you say, Munich and Sander Arpadi knew of this. He was a friend of mine, so I thought. When this trouble come on my brother, I turned to Shandor for help. Smuggle Carl out of the country, and he turned on me for blackmail. A bad man, I wish he was dead. Those blackmailers are cowards at heart, and I think Dr. Watson and I will call on the gentleman. By the way, does he have any written evidence of your brother's crime? Yeah, he has his address in Munich. I show Shandor a letter from him when he first go there, and he keeps the letter. They'll not give it back to him. And if he gave the police your brother's address, they'd, uh, they'd arrest him, huh? They would, of course. Here, yes. <laughs> Holmes. You please to tell me what I should do. I cannot go on, you say. My, my music now, is... Now, Fraulein, something... calm yourself. I should be most happy to help you, and uh, if you will lead the way, we'll see how persuasive we can be with Shandor Apadi. This is the studio here, Holmes. At the end of the corridor. I see. Now remember, young lady, you'd better let me do most of the talking. He must be out. That's impossible. Ah, locked. I think, bearing in mind our father's profession, we'll take the liberty of opening his door. Doesn't look a very complicated lock to me. Oh, I think this skeleton key will do the trick. It's very dangerous here, Holmes. It's Shandor find you. No, 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 no. Don't you worry about that, Fraulein. We're perfectly capable of taking care of ourselves. Ah, uh-huh. there we are. Close the door behind you, will you, Watson? Can't see a thing. It's like a match. Come to his desk. Like the gas, will you, Watson? Right, you are home. There. Judging from his appearance, Fraulein Fullenstein, I think Sandor Party had other enemies besides yourself. Less scrupulous enemies. He's been strangled. Look at the finger marks on his throat. Is he? Yes. Body is still warm, though. I'm afraid he's dead. I'm glad. He was a bad man. Deserved to die. 
Watson, do you notice that the fingers of the killer have broken the skin and drawn blood? Should we not communicate with the police? Before we do that, Pauline, we must see if we can find your brother's letter. Nothing move the body, will you, Watson? Lying across an open dispatch box that might contain the document in question. Come on, Mother. That's it. Ah. Well, the painter, the late Mr. Arpadi, was an unusually methodical man. Everything filed here in alphabetical order. Here we are. You, Fräulein Leah Ullenstein. And the letter has the Munich postmark. I think this must be the document in question. Will you examine it, please, Fräulein? Yeah. Yeah, this is the letter. Yeah, Holmes, how can I thank you? There's very little thank you for. If the blackmail were still alive, I fear it uh, wouldn't have been so simple a matter. I wonder what other treasures this box contains. Hello. Hello. What is it, Holmes? Huh? Interesting. Extremely interesting. Look at this, old fellow. Hello. Information on the case that we've just been working on. The name's attached to the document. I think we may assume that the dead man did not confine his blackmailing to struggling young pianists. He was after a big game, too. Yes, we'd better be careful, Holmes. I don't think that we should go for the police just yet. No. We'll start by having a little talk with the other residents of this pension. Fraulein, who lives in the room adjoining this one? I do, Herr Holmes. And the room across the landing? Lai Tung Fo, the great Chinese actor who's performing here in Vienna. I see. Then I think we'll start by calling on him. Return to your room, Fraulein, and we will let you know later what we've found. In the meantime, say nothing to anyone of what has happened. You do everything you tell me, Herr Holmes, and please, once again, please let me thank you for what you've done. You know, Holmes, I'm not sure that girl didn't strangle a party herself. A pianist would have unusual strength in her fingers. And we know that she had the, the motive. And look how unnaturally calm she was when she realized the man was dead. I disagree with you, old fellow. Hmm? I think what you refer to as unnatural calmness is really the cold attachment of the two artists. Well, I have a feeling that we should keep an eye on her, just the same. We will, Watson, we will. And now I suggest we pay a visit across the landing to the distinguished Chinese actor, Mr. Ling Fu Fo. Jeffrey, you wish to see me? If you could spare us a moment, sir. But of course, gentlemen. Ah, uh, please do come in. My name is Sherlock Holmes. This is my colleague, Dr. Watson. Uh, how, how do you do, do, sir? How do you do? I am greatly flattered to meet you. Uh, you are not here to see me in your professional capacity, I hope, Mr. Holmes. Oh, no, not exactly. I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Uh, please, to ask me anything. Do you know Shandora Paddy, the painter who lives across the hall? I, uh, I uh, know him by sight. We nod to each other on the stairs. Nothing more. I see. Have you been in your room most of the evening, may I ask? Uh, yes. I have been sitting here quietly for the past few hours, reading over the Analects of Confucius. Uh, may I ask, sir, were you heard any unusual noises this evening? Sounds of a struggle or a cry from the direction of Sandor Pardi's room, for instance? I, uh, I uh, do not think so. Wait, yes, yes. I think I did hear laced voices in there and the sound of a cry. About how long ago was this? Oh, an hour ago, perhaps more. Is uh, anything wrong? Has the trouble come to Shandor? Shandor? I thought you said you had uh, only a nodding acquaintance uh, with the gentleman. Well, he is uh, a well-known artist. It is only natural I should call him by his false name, Mr. Holmes, even though I do not know him. Uh, has something happened to him? I'm afraid so, but I can't tell you any more about it at the moment. Thank you for your cooperation. We shall see you again, no doubt. 
Good evening, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Good, uh, good, evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, that fellow wasn't telling us the truth, you know, Holmes. He seemed very shifty to me. Well, where are we going now? Downstairs to the porter's desk. There's only one entrance to this house, you'll remember. The porter may be able to tell us of uh, any unusual comings and goings in the last hour or two. Come on, old chap, don't dawdle. There's a great deal of work ahead of us. What can I do for you? How long have you been on duty tonight? Uh, since five o'clock. Did you notice what people have come in or gone out since then? No one has gone out. Ah, splendid. And who came in? Fräulein Ullenstein came in just after six, oh, and yes. uh, the upper the painter, come in a few minutes later. That is all. Ah. Who lives in the other ground floor apartment besides Dr. Watson and myself? There are only two other apartments. In the one to the right of the corridor lives uh, Madame Janssen. She's a Swedish lady, mm-hmm. a sculptor. And in the other Signora Violetti, the Italian opera singer. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm much obliged to you. I'm happy to be of service, Herr Hall. Well, where are we off to now? Back, back to our room? Oh, we'll call on Madame Violetti if she's at home. Hmm. It sounds as if she's very much at home. That is a friend of a come to see me. Bravo, bravissimo. I have so much wish to make her acquaintance. Sit down, sit down. No, 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 I'm afraid we can only stay for a moment, madam. My, my friend wanted to ask you a few questions. Yes, signora. I just want to know... I know your questions. Oh. You play the violin. I have heard you. Yes. You want to know whether the great Valeria will allow you to accompany her in the magnificent soprano aria, a from a Mozart's <laughs> ile flota magico. <laughs> the Latin answer to your question is a C.C. Signora, but uh, if you don't mind... Um, uh, uh, but that was not one of my questions. It was not. But I will sing it with you just this day. You flatter me, but um, at the moment there are other things on my mind. Signora Violetti, do you know Shandora Paddy? Mm, by his side. That is all. He makes at me, but I know fair that. I do not like on Gal. You haven't seen him this evening? No. I've been alone reviewing the score at La Troviata. Uh, yes. I am to sing it next week here in Vienna. I hope you will both be present. It would be a great treat for you. I'm sure you must go so soon. But come and see me again, and I will sing for you both before you leave Vienna. Great Scott of the Gaster woman. She's not your murderess, I'm sure. And now I suppose we'll have to question this sculptress woman. And then we'll have talked to everyone in the house. Now, I think before we visit her, we'll examine the dead man's room a little more closely. That black tin dispatch box may hold the key to this mystery. <laughs> Tell an interesting story. A party had obviously been blackmailing Madame Janssen, the, the sculptor. Yes, and also our friend, the Chinese actor. 
Lai Tung Fo. Then Lai Tung Fo was lying when he said that he didn't know a family. Obviously. By George, three of the four people living in this house in his power. Hello. What's the matter? What have you found? Star ash on the carpet. Prince of a small foot. Leading us to this carpet. Somebody must have been hiding in there. Yeah, possibly. Uh-huh. Take a look at these, Watson. And hair. Long black hair. Where were they? On a hook in the cupboard. Someone bracing themselves back so as to be out of sight could easily leave such evidence. I've got it, Holmes. I've got it. The long black hair, the long nails that caused the peculiar mark in a party's throat, and a small footprint. It was a woman. Possibly, but which one? Fraulein Fullenstein and Signora Violetti both have blonde hair, remember? And it must be that sculptress woman. Not necessarily. Who else, not a woman, might have small feet, long nails, and long black hair? By Jovi, the Chinese access Come on. Well. Come on, sir. Come on. Let's go in. Home. Look at him. He's praying. His head's in his hands. Oh, my dear fellow, I'm afraid prayers can do him no good now. He's been strangled. Strangled with his own cue. <laughs> Dr. Watson's story will continue in just a second. So I'm going to take that second for a fast question. I know you've probably tasted port wine, but have you ever tasted Petri California port? Have you? Because if you haven't tried Petri port, well, you can just tell yourself right now you don't know how good a port can be. Petri port is rich, red, and hearty. But what you want to know is how does it taste? The answer to that is short and sweet. The taste is terrific. And say, Petri California Muscatel is on the terrific side, too. Petri Muscatel has the flavor and fragrance of real juicy Muscat grape. Mmm. Mm. Both wines are perfect after dinner or any time you're sitting around talking with your friends. Try them. They're great. They've got to be because they're Petri. <laughs> back to tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure. The famous pair are staying in Vienna where they've become involved in the mysterious strangling of a notorious blackmailer. As we rejoin our story, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson are cross-questioning another of the suspects, a Swedish sculptress by the name of Madame Young. What do you want with me? Why have you come in here? Well, we just wanted to ask you a few questions, madam. But my your figurines. May I ask if you always work in clay? Yeah, but what's that for you? Do you wish to buy some of my sculptures? Uh, no, but I assure you the question was pertinent. Tell me who you are and stop wasting my time. Uh, my friend is a private detective, madam. A detective? Who sent you here? No one sent me here. I'm conducting an investigation of the murder of Shandora Paddy. Shandor dead? Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yes, madam, but we happen to know that you had a motive for killing him. He's been blackmailing you. Get out of here. What right have you to come here and question me? No, 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 no. Look here, madam. If you know what's good for you, you will answer our question. And if you know what's good for you, you'll get out of here, both of you. Come along, Watson. But, Holmes, you can't possibly... Forgive me, madam, for our intrusion. We meant no rudeness. You have been rude. Intolerably rude. Go away. Whatever made you back down like that, Holmes? Obviously, she's the killer. But her hair... 
It's Jeff Black. Yes, but it's a short hair. He didn't notice the size of her feet anyway. She works in clay. If it had been marble, I might have suspected her. Oh, my soul, Holmes, I wish you'd tell me what you're driving at. I'll the answer to these killings now, Watson. Hmm? But I'll have to prove it. I'm afraid I must work without you, old chap. Do you mind waiting for me in our room? No, no, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That may be dangerous. Wait for me in Senora Violetti's room. If you don't mind, I'll join you there as soon as my work is done. Pretend that you have returned because you were so enchanted with her voice. Oh, great Scott Holmes, you don't ask me to be alone with, with that dreadful woman. Please do as I say, Watson, and don't question me. There isn't a moment to be lost. <laughs> Know that aria, my dear doctor. No, no, no madam, I'm afraid I don't. No, not the rest of our great Giuseppe Verdi. Well, I heard him, of course, but uh, I can't identify his, his work. <laughs> that was from a Rigoletto, you silly man. Rigoletto? Oh. Tell me your favorite composer. I will sing a song that is just for you. I will turn the gaslight down. <laughs> that will be so much more romantic. <laughs> now, who is your favorite composer? Oh, I don't know if I have any. Uh, uh, what's his name? Wagner's very fine, you know. Oh, Wagner is a hobby like a most German composers. But the elastic and the master him. Oh, Lord, here she goes again. Chinese actor. I am sorry to make commotion, but as you say in my country, those who return from grave speak with double knowledge. Oh, you devil! You devil! I kill you once! I kill you once! I kill you again! Thank you for the confession, Senora Violetti. You can testify to it, Watson. Holmes! No, you don't, Senora. You are nails to be sharper, my lucky. Fainted home. Fainted, eh? What an undramatic exit for a most dramatic lady. Well, Holmes, now that you've turned Signora Violetti over to the police, perhaps you tell me what made you certain that she was a murderer. It was obvious from the beginning that her party was strangled by someone with long fingernails. When Lightroom Cole was killed, it ruled him out. Then who was the woman with a motive and long nails? Oh, right, huh? my dear fellow, was the woman Fräulein Ullenstein? No. Being a concert pianist, her nails were naturally short. The sculptress who worked in clay, again, no. That would make it impossible. Count and ascertain our chances of escape. Holmes, I don't like this. We're in a very nasty situation. My dear Watson, sometimes you're a master of understatement. Uh-huh. Just as I thought. What have you found, Holmes? Sliding panel. Just behind the dead woman. It leads us to a passageway. A passageway that has been bricked up only within the last few hours. But long enough, I'm afraid, to make it possible. 
No, there's no escape here. Hold the lantern a little higher, will you, Walter? Yeah. That's it. Well, what are we going to do now? I was just estimating the cubic capacity of this chamber. Yes, the fly should last comfortably for at least another eight hours. I recommend a, a brief sleep to refresh us and also to conserve our oxygen supply. Sleep? Who could sleep at a time like this? I can and you can, old chap, if you discipline yourself. Well, I'll try, Holmes, but I know perfectly well I shan't close my eyes. Did you estimate our oxygen supply would last? Probably about another hour. Well, it's just possible that some worker will come to the laboratory early and get us out. I shouldn't count too much on that if I were you. Well, I suppose not. I say, Holmes, I'm, I'm famished. Yes, I thought you would be, my dear chap. So I saved you a, this half of a bar of chocolate. I get my own share just before you awaken. Oh, thanks, my dear fellow. Uh, did, did you sleep too, Holmes? No, I didn't, Watson. I employed my time in conducting a minute examination of this chamber. I was trying to find some possible way of getting out. Can you fail there? I'm afraid so. Holmes, this looks like the end, doesn't it? Well, if it is my time to die, I'm glad that we're together again. Although I blame myself entirely for letting you into oh, the trap. Come now, my dear fellow, don't take it as bad as that. But you admitted you're defeated, and that there's no possible way out of this dish. I meant that there's no way out from the inside. Oh, my time works. Good gracious me. What on earth? The star. The star. There you are. Mary. Mary, you dear little thing. You you must have been frightened to death. Hello, darling. Oh, dear. You must have been a miserable night. Well, 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 well. Mr. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson have been getting themselves in trouble again. Eh? Star, this is no time for your heavy-handed badinage. There's the body of a murdered woman inside that chamber. She was killed by Professor Moriarty. Professor Moriarty? Too bad you didn't get my message sooner. Your message? Oh, bless myself, Holmes. I wish you'd tell me how you got your message to, to Scotland Yard. Well, ever since these recent attacks on my life, I've had uh, my delightful band of ragamuffins, the Baker Street Irregulars, watching my house in fixed watches, two at a time. I gave the boys instructions to follow me whenever I went out. And if ever I did not reappear within three hours, they were to report to our friend Lestrade at Scotland Yard. Holmes, you're amazing. You, you, you think of everything. Just a minute, gentlemen. Just a minute. I didn't get no message from any of your Baker Street Irregulars. Oh, you didn't? No, sir. Though I did find a couple of the boys tied up when we came in here just but now. if you didn't get a message from them, how did you come here so opportunely? <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> because Mrs. Watson here came and fetched me. You did, Mary, but how on earth? <laughs> Go on, Mom. Well, tell them. Well, it's really very simple. When John came back from seeing you yesterday, Mr. Holmes, he was over elaborately casual in his references to the Peridol Chamber. So, of course, I knew at once the two of you were going to investigate the matter. I also caught him oiling his revolver after dinner. I didn't know that you slipped out last night, John. But as soon as I woke up this morning, I realized what had happened. So I went straight to Scotland Yard for Inspector Lestrade and brought him here with me. Why, Mary, you clever little thing. Isn't she a clever darling, Holmes? <laughs> Mrs. Watson, this has been a, a salutary experience. Uh, will you allow me to congratulate you on your deductive ability? Well... That's very nice of you, Mr. Holmes, but I really don't deserve any compliments, if you don't mind my saying so. It was elementary, my dear Mr. Holmes. Elementary. 
This is Bob Campbell saying good night for the Petri family. This program comes to you from our Hollywood studios. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>